and welcome to this special Christmas episode of Anime Audio Commentary. Today I'll be commenting on episode 24 of Toradora. If you'd like to watch along, let's start watching now. It seems like we're sort of recapping what had happened previously in that everybody underwent this sort of um, giant chase sequence to try and track Taiga down. I mean, somewhat understandably, she didn't really want to confront the issue going on. I mean, I can't say I blame her entirely, considering how everybody had approached the situation. Okay, I guess they were right in that she's at her locker. I figured she would have been pulling the trick about hiding in the cupboard again or something. As a nice little throwback to the first episode. Now, this seems to be like a bit of a counterproductive strategy here. First of all, there's no guarantee that Taiga will hear her saying all this. But at the same time, like, I don't think... I don't think you're going to convince her to be honest by saying something like this. I mean, I can agree with that last part, you know, stand up for what you want, but I don't think all the stuff before that is really reinforcing that message. Man. So I guess they were all unsuccessful. No confrontation. Although notably, Meenery did in fact confess in a roundabout way. And I guess that sort of sheds new light on everything up until this point, in that, you know, she did really sort of mean what she said back on the beach, and she had sort of been lying on Christmas. You know, like, I guess she was doing it altruistically, but at the same time, I feel like Everything would have gone better if she'd explained it just a little bit. You know, the approach she took was basically like, no explanation, this is how it is. I don't know. I feel like Ryuji is rational enough that a little explanation would have been enough for him. You know, he might not have liked it, but he would understand. So I guess this is one of the major plot threads tied up nicely. You know, at this point, Ryuji and Minori are probably getting the closure they could have used a while ago, and that's it. It's all over for them, you know. They're not moving forward. It's all done and over. So I think that's nice of Meenery in that she's sort of giving back the gift. I guess 
because she doesn't really deserve it. I mean, maybe that's not the right choice of words, but, you know, Ryuji loves someone else, so he might as well give that gift to her instead of Minari. Seeing as how, you know, they're not going to be an item, it would be wasted on her. So I kind of have to wonder why precisely now he's hurrying, since Tiger's had whatever head start, you know, he's not going to catch up to her just by running. I mean, at the same time, I get the urgency, but, you know, you're not going to catch up to her, you might as well just go to where you think she's going to be. Here it goes. Man, I feel like this is going to be rather awkward in that, you know, they both sort of have to work together without really addressing everything that's going on. That's got to be something, all right. Man, there it is, you know. Whoops. What's going on here? Oh dear. You know, it turns out I might have been right. I can only assume that this is Taiga's mom and she was rather overbearing. Oh dear. Yeah, there's lots of family drama that's being introduced all of a sudden here. Oh dear. Man, everything's coming out in the open now. You know, I find it interesting that these two families are sort of self-destructing right alongside each other. You know, I think Ryuji's right here, but he's sort of right for the wrong reasons. You know, I think his mom is essentially doing what she's doing because she doesn't want his life to end up like hers. She wants a better life for him. And I think he's kind of missing the point there in a really unfortunate way.
Wow. This episode really got heavy out of nowhere. And the fact that Ryuji and Taiga sort of ran off... Like, I don't know, they haven't even resolved what's going on between them, much less with their families. I can only imagine that things are going to continue to get worse. I mean, I can kind of sympathize with Taiga here in that she's effectively going to be pushed out of her own family if she moves in with her mom and her new family. Because they're having kids that are related to both of them, but Taiga would essentially be the half-sibling. Man, this is making me feel really old in that I can see the other side of the argument. Like, you know, while they feel that their parents are being selfish, you know, I can see their point of view, but I can see the other point of view too in that the restrictions being imposed are not made selfishly. Well, I guess it couldn't be avoided forever, you know, despite all the heartfelt speeches they were giving, you know, there has to be a little bit of violence to temper things a little bit, a little bit of levity. Granted, she did push him in essentially a frozen river. So Ryuji's escalating the arms race here, you know. He's suggesting they can run away and elope. You know, that's serious business, especially because he's very nearly an adult. You know, kind of silly though it is, it is really touching. You know, even though they're essentially confessing their undying love for each other, she can't help but call him a dog for upstaging her. Ugh. How unfortunate that somebody would call them right before they finally say it. You know, I guess this is kind of like real life in that there is never going to be a perfect moment. You know, something will always get in the way and ruin things. Well, not ruin things, but prevent it from being, you know, picture perfect. 
So for once, Ami is actually being somewhat thoughtful. You know, she's taking the pair of them in, letting them warm up, get changed and all that. I guess she doesn't have much choice considering they both fell in a river. But at the same time, you know, she's basically harboring them. And one would think... I don't know, she wouldn't do something like that. She's too self-centered. Now, I think Ami does raise a good point here, in that, you know, if you can't say it, do you really mean it? Of course, any sincerity is immediately undercut by everything. No, I kind of wish Ami just let everything be sincere. Man, so all their friends are here and they're just sort of out in the open with it. You know, they're going to elope and there's basically nothing anyone can do to talk them out of it. You know, oddly, Ami is being the realistic one here in that, you know, where are you actually going to stay while you're eloping for two months? You know, you have to live somewhere. You're going to have to dodge your parents and school and all that. Like, I guess that's a good point in that there are a fair few obstacles here. But at the same time, you know, if they give up now... What was the point of everything, then? Wow. That is an incredibly heartfelt gesture. Like, despite all the trouble she has caused, Minari's still willing to just hand over her life savings. I mean, she still admonishes them, she thinks what they're doing is stupid, but she's a good enough friend to... Well, basically do everything she can. They really do have good friends in that, you know, even Kitamura and Ami are willing to help out, too, in their own ways. Yeah, I guess despite... All of the ways that everyone fought and clashed with each other, 
they have managed to sort of, I guess, resolve everything. A little bad for Meanery, you know, she was putting up a tough face for a little while, but I guess she couldn't hold it forever. Well, I guess the upshot of all of this is at least Meenery and Ami have somewhat made up. They're able to commiserate about this whole situation. Silly though it is. You know, I think it's funny that as they're sneaking in to grab their stuff and hit the road, Tag is making, like, little demands here and there. How absolutely typical of her. You know, Ryuji sort of, like, announces his presence, but... I don't think he was really anticipating a confrontation. I think he was more a force of habit than anything else. Oh. So I guess ultimately, Yuji's mom did her part to help. You know, she... She gave Ryuji that watch and directions to her parents' house. A watch, in case you've forgotten, that she stole from her father. And that she's sort of passing it on to Ryuji is... I mean, on the one hand, it's kind of ironic because he's running away. But on the other hand, his mom's doing it out of concern for him. So it's sort of the same and different in a weird way. Oh dear. So... Only a few select people really know what's going on at school. And I feel like that's kind of sad in a way that only Kitamura, Minri, and Ami know the truth. Man, I guess they have to sort of maintain the status quo. It'd be too dreary and miserable otherwise. 
You know, even though they're doing this whole eloping business, I feel like... I don't know, they're taking a sort of childish approach to the whole thing in a weird kind of way. You know, I find it interesting that Taiga's family doesn't really know yet. You know, I can only assume that Ryuji's mom knows through intuition, if nothing else. You know, I'm wondering if that was the start of it, when Ryuji's mom sort of referred to Taiga as part of the family. You know, that could very well have been the genesis of this whole business. Man, they're still not saying it on screen. Oh, boy. You know, that's something I hadn't really considered. This would be the first meeting between Ryuji and his grandparents. And I guess, even more disconcerting, he immediately introduces Taiga as his wife. Have to admire the bravery to do something like that. Alright, well that's it for this episode. If you've enjoyed it, then by all means, tune in for the next one. Merry Christmas, Space Cowboy.